a kind of laid back Ain't much an old country bowl of me can't hack Early to rise, early in the sack I thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm She thinks my tractor's sexy Goodbye, city life Thank God I'm a country boy, Oh, a quick uh, note. You guys are so smart. Uh, Candy was reporting this weird traffic around Fairfield and Pace vicinity. The, yeah, you know, don't that. avoid that area. Uh, no, uh, free turkeys. Yeah, Watson <laughs> Law Firm giving out 1,000 free turkeys at Pace and Fairfield. There so you that's go. what it is. So hey, that's cool. If you want to try to go, you know, wrangle through the mess and get a free turkey, now you know why to go there. And if you want to know why to avoid it, now you know why to avoid it. So there you go. Uh, as far as we know, Les Nessman is not involved. So that's the good news. Nice. <laughs> 7.39 here on News. Radio 92.3. Ryan Jenkins, he is the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. He joins us every every Monday at this time throughout the year to give us a picture of what life's like on a farm. Hey, Ryan, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Doing great. So by my reckoning, you're done. At least you're done with the main harvest because I think you've finished peanuts, you've finished soybeans, you've finished cotton. Is that right? That's right. We uh, we almost finished last Monday. You know, I remember I remember you asking if we'd had any breakdowns the week before, and kind of set us up for a breakdown. Why, why and, uh, you keep bringing that up? I'll never know. <laughs> I, but go on. I, I, <laughs> I remember that. So uh, Monday, we were able to get back rolling. It was probably between one and two o'clock by the time we got everything fixed and and back going. And we picked till midnight that night, and it started raining. And then, uh, so that set us up to finish. It was Thursday before we could finish, and uh, finished Thursday evening about dark. And that's uh, that's the earliest we finished in in recent history. I can't remember how long it's been since we finished. I can't remember how long it's been since we finished before Christmas, and I really can't remember the last time we finished before Thanksgiving. It's been really? years. So it's normally it's so normally it's up against pre- Christmas even that you finish cotton. The last several years, it's been, for the last several years, it's been the day or two after Christmas. Wow. So you're, a, I mean, five, yeah. six weeks ahead of normal schedule and all done and good, which is great news. And in case people didn't catch it last Monday, uh, Ryan was at uh, Miracle on Palafox when he got a call or a text from his son who was working the cotton picker to find out that, um, lo and behold, in the middle of a fun event when they'd had no problems and Andrew McKay, the dummy, asked about it, uh, <laughs> they had a breakdown at that machine uh, that he had to go fix on Monday morning. But that's great news. Okay, I... I hesitate to ask, but it is the question. So all year long, we've been talking about how high your input prices are, how you know everything you deal with from supply chain has been increased. Diesel is obviously outrageous, and uh, you know cotton had peaked and then come back down off of that peak a little bit. How are you? I mean, I know it's still not the end of the year, but you've had your main crop in. How's it looking financially? Uh it's still still a little rocky. Uh, the price of cotton continues to fall. It's it's just it's weird. It's so uh, it's so up and down. It's, it's not like anything I've really ever seen. It always goes up and down just a little bit, but it'll go up and down the limit each day for no reason. And it's been really hard to lock in a good price. So with that being said, when the yields we've we've had, you know, I anticipate it being roughly what we would say is a break-even year. 
so not really making anything, but probably not really losing a whole lot either. Just kind of, just kind of maintaining, you know, doing enough to pay the bills, pay the mortgage, pay the you know loan on the cotton picker, etc. But not really getting much ahead. Everybody's everybody's able to live for another year, but no progress. Hey, yep, not putting any money in the bank. I would say that that's the best way to put it. You well, know, none. None putting up for a rainy day or for a bad year in the future or anything like that. Just kind of maintaining what it looks like this well, year. Well, why doesn't everybody want to do farming, Ryan? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I was just lucky enough that God picked me to be a farmer. So Isn't that I don't know the why the other people, what their reason is. So as we're moving into a transition time, or you're already in transition time, uh, you know, between harvesting and whatever you're going to do over the winter, what are you doing these days? Well, there's there's still a lot of work to be done, even though that's the uh, most time-sensitive thing, you know, is the harvest. Now we're working on getting our, our wheat and our oats that we'll be harvesting in the spring for seed. You know, we'll actually harvest these. We're getting them planted uh, last week and this week. Well, I hope we finish that up before Thanksgiving, and then uh, since we're through harvesting, we'll probably take off for Thanksgiving, and then next week uh, basically start on our our cover crops. But part of that includes uh, we we still have several hundred acres left of cotton excuse me of cotton stalks that we have to destroy. Yeah, let's let's talk about that a little because I didn't really grasp how big of a deal this was until I came and, and rode with you that one day, but. Um, a cotton stalk, once the cotton is picked off of it, that's like a sapling. I mean, that is not a weak plant. That is a significant plant. And if you don't go through and till them up and basically, you know, grind them up, you will not be able to use that field next year, right? That's correct. They're they're big enough. They won't just decay, you know, over the course of the wintertime. Those stalks will still be standing there next year and, and possibly the year after. I mean, it's just uh, there, there's a lot of material there that that has to be dealt with. And, and there's multiple reasons for doing it. There is the reason that, yes, we have to get it um, destroyed and in a, in a workable condition so that we can plant the crop next year. But also there's a couple other big reasons that we do it is, number one, you know, we've eradicated the boll weevil in this area. So that is a that is a, a host for the boll weevil during the winter for a, for a boll weevil to overwinter. So if there were to be one floating around out there somewhere, we don't want him to have a home, you know, to where that population could be restarted for for the future. So we destroy those stalks. In the same way, there are nematodes, which are little insects that are below the ground, below the surface of the ground that. Uh, that attach and live around the roots of the plant. So we destroy the stalk on top of the ground so there's not a, a home for the boll weevil, and then we just, we pull the roots up out of the ground so there's not a home for the nematodes. So we're really uh, pest management practices thrown in with getting the land prepared for a crop for next year. So in the end, when you're doing cotton, um, you said 20, 20 days. Is that what you said your cotton picker was running this this year? Yeah, I added it up, and or I went back over my records, and we now they were long days, but 20, 20 days is how many days we've used it this year. So that's uh, I got to do quick math here. That's 
19, uh, 118th of the whole year. So it's, I mean, that one device, which cost you several hundred thousand dollars, is basically going to get, what, winterized and sit for another 10 months. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> wow. That's how it goes. And and it's yeah. not like you can, you know, exactly. something you and I have kind of talked about before, it's not the kind of thing where you can loan it to your buddy or you can borrow one from your buddy because everybody's using it at the same time. And so there's really no efficiency to be gained. It's not like you can share one or something like that, right? That's right. That's correct. Hmm. I just, <laughs> the economics of what you do is amazing to me. It is absolutely amazing. All right. Um, hey, uh, Ryan, hang on for just a second. Hang on for just a second. Let me get Candy in here with a quick traffic on the fives. Candy? Uh, and the one uh, area we're showing uh, that there's a problem, it's not really a problem, as we, uh, we found out earlier, they're handing out turkeys at Pace and Fairfield right there at the uh, shopping center. Watson Law Firm giving out 1,000 turkeys while they last. So it kind of looks like Fairfield is a parking lot. It looks very busy. Uh, but, of course, the sheriff's office is there, and they've got it under control. Uh, and it's between the, the Waffle House on Fairfield and the Waterfront Rescue Mission, that whole area. So, hey, if you have traffic tips, please text us. And thank you for doing so ready 437-1620 candy colors and news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy back to ryan jenkins now ryan my, my goal is i know there's not a lot of action on the farm over the next uh you know till the end of the year but we want to keep having you on because i think there's so many issues related to farming that we're going to you know we'll, we'll still get into what you're doing every week but i also want to talk about some of these issues um but we'll transition into that next week so last thing for you today though is you always like to give me a, a farm fact or some kind of interesting tidbit of information what do you have for me this week well, since it's Thanksgiving week, this is something that's always interesting to me. I followed it for years. Um, each year since 1986, the American Farm Bureau does a survey to find out the average cost of a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people. So they've been doing this for years. Now, I don't know where they shop because <laughs> their numbers seem awful low to me. My wife and I were talking about it last night. I'm going to try to find out where this is so that we can get these deals. But the average... For this year, they've come up with an average meal will cost $64.05. But there's a couple of interesting facts about that, other than that seems cheap to me. So $64, that's up 20% from last year. Yeah. Which is, that is crazy. But here's the other interesting part. The farmer only makes about $0.08 of each dollar from, from that $64. $64. So for this year, the farmer's share of that, that they would get paid for their products, is about $5.12. Well, that doesn't seem appropriate. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. For the, for tell the level. Tell me about it. <laughs> the, well, Ryan, let, let me tell you. Let me years. lecture to you about how your industry is not fair to you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not fair, but. Five dollars out of sixty-four is what the people that that produce the products. It, it, it does stuff. seem like maybe just a little more of that <laughs> should go to the farmer. Yep. But, oh man, that's why it's a break-even year. And, yeah, <laughs> no, I I understand. All right, well, Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer uh, up in Jay, Florida, owner of Jenkins Farms. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Ryan, uh, congratulations on finishing the main harvest uh, early, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you Monday. Thank you, y'all, too. Have a great week. All right. 749 here on News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Morning News. I'm Andrew McKay. And look, if you are uh, getting ready to get that next car, that next purchase, let me recommend Frontier Motors. 